Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. With millions of other podcasts out there you could be listening to right now, thank you so much for listening and joining us as we journal through the Bible. This is Episode 16, Season 1 of the Family Bible Journey New Testament Podcast. Today we're looking at Matthew chapter 10, verses 26 to 42. The title of today's podcast is Find Your Life. Now, it is not our custom to read the entire passage, but it's only about 14 verses long. Okay, maybe 18. But we're going to go ahead and read the whole passage. You'd probably rather listen to Jesus' words than mine anyways. But especially as we're dealing with very sensitive and difficult subjects of conflict and persecution, I think it's really good for us to listen to all the words of Jesus in our podcast today. So, Matthew chapter 10, beginning in verse 26. Have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, rather fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and the one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. This is the word of the Lord. And so here we have a continuation of that conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples. He's just sending them out. And this is Jesus's kickoff sermon. It's kind of like his pregame, you know, the, the football team, the coach, the volleyball team, you know. Really, really nice to have a coach who can really get everyone excited and focused and ready and prepared emotionally for the game. And this is what this is for Jesus. This is his send-off speech for his disciples before they go off to cast out demons, raise the dead, preach the word, and experience the kinds of rejection that he has been experiencing simply for doing the work of the Lord. And this section begins with Jesus encouraging his disciples to fear not those who can destroy the body, but to fearing the one who destroyed the body and the soul in hell. And this is good advice for us. Of course it's good advice. Jesus gave it to us. But it's more than advice, friends, because this is reality. And it's really good for us to acknowledge the reality of the situations in life that we find ourselves in. Because if we can acknowledge the reality and react to the reality, well, then our life is going to be improved. But if we somehow try to diminish or dismiss the reality, well, then that's not going to make anything any better. And so Jesus here is encouraging us to be open, forthright, and transparent, especially when it comes to the things of faith, because there is a reward in that. And that all things, even though we may convince ourselves that we're able to hide some things or conceal some things, all things are revealed plainly before the throne of God, because God is everywhere. He sees and knows and hears everything. 
And so we are encouraged to be forthright, transparent, and to deal with people in a way that is full of integrity and honesty because that is the character of God. And when we are following the Lord in his way and we are open about it and we share it publicly, well then we are a blessing because we are in that instance a good and faithful Christian witness. Imperfect as we may be, fallible and flappable as we may be, we are good Christian witnesses when we are simply open and honest and transparent human beings. Too much of the world is trying to live their lives in a digital fantasy land with lots of filters, lots of Photoshop, lots of editing. And when we as God's people can be forthright and open and transparent, it is refreshing, friends, for those who are out there living in this Photoshopped world that we live in. Jesus encourages us to be open and honest, especially when it comes to matters of the faith. And he says in verses 32 and 33, I have these two verses highlighted in green for those of you who are journaling with us. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. This is a warning to us that Jesus takes very seriously this idea that we are going to be open and honest and transparent when it comes to matters of faith. And if you find yourself reading this passage or listening to this passage and you are struck by fear, I want to encourage you to take that fear straight to the cross, confess that sin, knowing that God, who loves you and sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for your sin, has paid the price for that sin that you are fearful of, and then it can be covered and washed over, not because what you did wasn't bad, but because God loves you and he is a God of grace and forgiveness. That's what the law does, is it forces us back to the cross and it forces us back to Christ. It keeps us on our knees before God where we can receive the love and the forgiveness that we don't deserve. And that is a wonderful blessing for us. But I don't want to focus on the law aspect of this passage. I really want to focus on the blessings that we see here at the tail end of the chapter because Jesus gives his disciples earlier in the chapter good wisdom and encouragement and how they are to conduct themselves out in a difficult and a sinful and a hostile world. He then encourages them to be forthright and open and honest and transparent in their witness. But then he also gives them a wonderful blessing. And this blessing I have highlighted in verse 39. I've got it highlighted in red, green, and blue because I think it's one of the most important verses in the whole Bible. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. It is hard for us to be willing to sacrifice. Everything in our world makes us selfish, self-centered human beings who will treat an inconvenience like a complete and utter assault, frontal assault, verbal assault, all sorts of assault. We treat inconvenience as assault. We treat disagreements as being devalued as a human being. And those tendencies aren't just tendencies of the people in the world around us. Those tendencies to put ourselves first live inside of us. And Jesus is encouraging us in this passage to actually, truly, in life, in word, and indeed to put him first by being willing to sacrifice anything and everything that we may hold on to above and beyond him. And there is a great blessing in it for us when we do this. As somebody who has moved my family in a few different states uh, in the course of ministry, I can tell you from personal experience that I have great friends and great friends who have become family in different states and different parts of the country because of the fact that we left physically and geographically our family and friends. And it wasn't easy and it wasn't a choice that we took lightly, 
but it was the direction that God had laid out for us in our life as a family. And so we went and we served. And I can tell you that I have received the blessing of this because there are many, many, many people that I can now count as friends and, and a few as dear friends and even family members from the time that we went and we served. You know, we had to give up those things that we held on to, the, the recreational activities, the favorite restaurants, the things that we like to do, having Sunday dinners with the extended family. You know, those are important things, but they're not more important than people knowing about the love of Christ Jesus. And when you, as a child of God, are called to go and to serve and to relocate or to give up maybe a relationship that is difficult or harmful, there is a blessing in it for you, even if you may not understand or see it up front. And so Jesus is encouraging his disciples with this reality that whoever loses his life for his sake will find it in the end. Because it is only when we are living in accordance with his will and following his lead in our lives that we are going to experience the sorts of joy and the love and the peace and the hope and the blessing that comes from living in accordance with God's will. You know, back there in the Garden of Eden, before the fall into sin, everything existed in accordance with God's will. And it was awesome. And it was perfect. It was so good we can't even imagine. And when we are confronted with giving something up, oftentimes all we can see is what we think we're going to lose. And we have no way of understanding what it is that we have to gain. Not until we take that first step in faith. Not until we go out trusting in God and trusting in his promises that he knows what he's doing, even when we have no idea what he's up to. So that we can go without fear and serve him gladly, recognizing that even though we may not understand how the choice or the decision or the direction that he's asking us to go and makes any sorts of sense or how we could ever possibly personally benefit from it. And the reality is you make choices to follow God and his kingdom. It does not mean that you're going to get rich or that you're going to have lots of friends or that everything's going to go well. But what it does mean is that whatever it is that you are called to do, wherever it is that you are called to serve, whoever it is that you meet along the way, God will use those people, those circumstances, those things, those places to show you his love in truly remarkable ways that you will be encouraged in your faith as you grow in your reliance and your trust in him. That is the blessing that is for us in this passage when we, like the disciples, follow the call of the Lord, leave and then go and serve. But it's not something that always makes a lot of sense. It's not something that is always easy. And the reality is on this side of eternity, we may not see the fruit of that work. But the promise here from Christ is that when we go about doing his work, that there is a reward for us. And that it is going to be absolutely worth it. And when we finally get to be with him in his glory, then we will really understand and get to see finally, hopefully, what he was up to in our lives, we had no idea, and we will receive the blessing of trusting him and following him wherever it was that he has called us to go. And so we leave chapter 10 of Matthew's gospel with our blessing. We appreciate your prayers for our podcast. Please pray that God would bless us with his Holy Spirit, with listeners, and the resources to do the work he has put on our hearts to do for you and everyone else who may be listening. Our blessing for today. May you find your life in Christ. Amen.